Welcome to the Limitless Energy Podcast. It's my pleasure today to welcome Caleb Cage and Jackie Perot of Arcdome Strategies, President and Vice President of Arcdome Strategies. But the reason we're here today is because Arcdome is the contracted executive director of the Nevada Battery Coalition. So welcome. Thank you so much, Thank Dennis. So it's much. nice to be here. Uh, well, Dragonfly is a member, a founding member of the Nevada Battery Coalition. We're very proud of that. Um, so let's just start off by talking about the NBC. Uh, Jackie, why don't you tell me how it got started and, and the mission? So the uh, NBC is a trade association composed of companies along the whole battery supply chain who work to inform the public and private sector regarding economic, environmental, and national security issues impacting the battery supply chain. Uh, in order to strengthen um, Nevada's position as a leading battery center um, in North America. The NBC came about through conversations within the lithium industry from companies who were seeing the opportunity to collaborate to advocate for workforce development and industry promotion. Um, we became incorporated March of last year, so we're coming up on a year here soon. And uh, to date, we've had the pleasure to work with uh, 20 companies, 20 members. Spanning the entire supply chain, we're talking mines, uh, processors, recyclers, of course, cell manufacturers, uh, Dragonfly. Uh, so I do remember the origins of the of, of the conversations to start. I think this was particularly uh, within Lithium Americas. Is that right, that it started? Yeah, so um, Tim Crowley with Lithium Americas, uh, Lithium Nevada at the time, um, really convened the group and, and um, introduced me to it. I remember those early uh, Zoom calls where, where we got to talk and meet over Zoom and um, just talk about what we wanted to do as an organization and whether there was interest in having an organization of this type here, a trade association. And um, I think that was um, that was November of 2022 when those conversations really began. Well, when I started participating in those conversations and then um, and then we really started working on the administrative end of standing up the organization in um, in 2023. And how did you get involved? Was it Tim who actually reached out to you? Yeah, it's it's funny. I I uh, started Arctome Strategies after 15 years in in state government and um, five years in the military before that, and have have worked with Jackie uh, almost the entire time I'd been in state government, and just have huge respect for for her and and um, uh, but but she and I weren't working together yet um, in, in the state of Nevada, right? In the state of Nevada, yes. <clears throat> and um, Tim and I had had. Uh, coffee one morning and um, talked about the need for this. And um, he said he'd been having some conversations around it. And I said I was interested in being a part of it. And it just sort of happened organically there that way. Um, but there was a lot of interest, uh, you know, Dragonfly and Lithium Americas and uh, Nevada Energy, um, Ioneer, a lot of the, the, the founding members like yourself um, were, were, saw the, the value in having an organization like this and really, really allowed it to happen. Sure. Well, for the motivation here, especially for the state, is we've got such an important resource here in such an important burgeoning industry like lithium-ion batteries. How does the state best benefit? I mean, it's not just for the companies, but you want to keep everything, you know, local, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I, I would say, um, you know, 
building that, closing the lithium loop is the the language we hear so often from from uh, leaders around the state. Whether and and frankly nationally, um, there's a lot of talk of onshoring this um, this industry back to the United States, and and um, we we believe that that's the case, and we think we can make the case that Nevada is the best place. Um, to do that, we've got companies like yours that are here. Um, there's, there's obviously the um, the mineral resources in the ground here, which many other states can't claim, um, and uh, as well as um, you know many other industry leaders who are here. So let's talk about the last year. Then it started March 22. How has the year gone? Or is it March 22? Two years now. Uh, March of 23. 23. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So it's, it's been a year. It's and, been a year. Yeah. Um, has the membership been increasing? Have you gotten some response from the state? How is it? What's evolved? Yeah. So um, I'll, um, Jackie may have something to add to this. Jackie joined uh, the company in April of last year when we were in the middle of uh, the legislative session and those sorts of things. Um we we started with um, with about 17 members early on and in halfway into 2020 uh, 2023 um, we did a soft announcement at the uh, at a summit at a conference in in Reno um, that you and your team were at as well and did a did a couple of panel discussions there that you were a part of that was really good um, and then from there it was just a matter of of you know getting everything administri- administratively in place and so. Um, we finished out last year. We were we were incorporated. Um, we had bylaws. We had um, uh, levels of membership. So we had uh, I think it's 17, 18 members last year, um, and um, and we we elected our, our our board officers as well. And in addition to that, we did a number of events, and I'll, I'll let Jackie talk about some of those events here in a moment. But um, we did a number of events to to talk about who we are and what we were doing. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, we ended about 17 years and, 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 uh, or 17 members rather. And Jackie could tell you about where we are today. Yeah. So again, 20 members now, um, very exciting to work with these different companies along the whole battery supply chain. It's been great learning about what you guys do and, and how it all comes together. Um, most recently, we had the opportunity to have a roundtable discussion with Senator Cortez Basto, where our members had the opportunity to come together to talk about um, issues that that they're seeing. Um, I'll, I'll pivot to Caleb here in a minute, but infrastructure, water, um, transportation. So we've um, held a, a number of a smaller uh, events and roundtables like that to um, bring our members together to talk talk about those things and it's it's been really great yeah it's a daunting task when you think about it we're we don't have the infrastructure yet to really take advantage the opportunity is there but it, it's a daunting task and we are going to need help from not just the state but the federal government so how does how is that looking are there are you getting any sort of response from washington an incredible response from washington i think the fact that um senator cortez masto was willing to come out and um and meet with our members and and we had about 15 of our members sitting around the room. We had our some of our Southern Nevada members um, on on Zoom and and some in the room as well. Um, you know that that was a um, that was an hour of the senior senator from the state of Nevada's time to to hear about our issues and talk about what she's doing. I know there are some really exciting things that some of our member companies are um, working on with our with our federal partners, but. 
you know, when we when we reach out to the federal delegation, Senator Rosen's office, um, Congressman Amaday's office so far, and and others, they're all very responsive. They realize how important this industry is for the nation and how well positioned Nevada is to help lead it um, nationwide. And so, um, yeah, we're we're in regular contact with the the federal delegation, and and I'll say. Um, with Governor Lombardo and, and his team as well, um, it's 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 really amazing that you know we're we're in regular discussions with the you know with staff members and, and chief of staff and others about things that we're working on and want want to be involved in at the state and and they're very receptive they're very encouraging. What's the collective view of timeline? Because you're talking about the establishment of, of highways, railways, water systems. You know, how, how quickly can all of this realistically happen, do you think? Oh, that's a, uh, that is, I think, a question that, that, uh, that a lot of people are asking. I know there, a lot of the infrastructure, especially roadways and, and things like that, are tied to lands bills. And so I know Washoe County right now is pursuing a lands bill, and there's a, there's a lands bill for Clark County that's underway as well. Um, and, and a lot of those considerations are a part of those discussions. So when we talk to, um, our, our members who are out at the Tri-Center out in Story County, you know, one of the big issues that, that they advocate for often is, um, is Interstate 80 between Sparks and, um, and USA Parkway just needing to be widened so that, the, all that traffic can, can, it's can, always backed up. It's it? always backed up. Yeah, I've I've had some some long evenings waiting and waiting to to get off on Sparks Boulevard or Vista, coming back from Central Nevada. Um, so th- so those are things that are a part of that are that are part of discussions in in lands bills. But um, you know, it's really a matter of what the scope of the infrastructure need is. Um, you know, we talk about water a lot in Nevada because we're we're a desert here and water's a, a limiting resource for us. Um, so there, there are infrastructure needs associated with that. There's transportation. There's a lot, but um, there's a lot of interest in addressing those things as well. So both of you have background in state government. Um, are you anticipating that this is primarily going to be state-driven or federal-driven in terms of the, the establishment of inf- infrastructure here in the state, money-wise? Yeah, I, I, and I'll turn this over to Kayla, but I would say it depends on specifically what we're what we're talking about yeah if you're talking about federal highways then then there's going to be a lot of um uh you know federal transportation grants and infrastructure grants and i think uh if you talk to um you know we had the um senator masto cortez masto last week and a lot of folks were talking about how important the ira was in in developing their product and their their um what they do um from from a from from our members standpoint so I think there's going to be an awful lot that that'll come from federal grants or federal, um, you know, federal dollars. But I think, um, you know, the, the, the state's interested in um, benefiting from this industry as well and recognizes the need for, for investment as well. So it'll be a mix. Well, as as a uh, well private company turned public, we often worry about investment, private investment and <clears throat> investment from the from the public markets and. Um, so there's going to be obviously in, in, within the companies a lot of investment coming in, in addition to the to the public investment. How does that work synergistically? How do you how do you increase the you know private and public investment that comes in? 
It's a, it's a great question. I think it's a it's a great challenge that that we see a lot and we discuss a lot with our with our members, right? Because um, uh, Dragonfly is no different. Uh, an awful lot of our members are entrepreneurial endeavors that that have um, grown to the level of being public or are aiming to go public at some point in the future. And um, you know, just getting private investment. Uh, you know, Ioneer received a, a federal loan from the Department of Energy. I know there are others who are pursuing those those DOE loans as well. Um, you know, you have uh, Lithium Americas that that um, uh, signed a deal with with Chevrolet. Uh, and I think it was about um, six hundred six hundred million dollars, six hundred fifty million dollar deal with Chevrolet for their off off put for or their for with GM. Yeah, the yeah, GM off. Yeah, yeah, I said Chevrolet, you're right. GM. Thank you. Um uh and um you know to to make sure they were um supplying that their their resource to that company. Um so there's some some opportunity there. Um but when you talk to our our members, um I think I think you'll hear Private investment opportunities for private investment are a limiting factor. Infrastructure is a limiting factor, um, and then there there are limitations within the the supply chain itself, right? Like um, like cathode manufacturing is something we we hear a lot about, mm -hmm. and and you've talked a lot about over <laughs> over time about how we, we we you know we represent the whole supply chain, but we we have that gap we there that we need things, to yeah. we need to build out as well. That GM deal was was pretty mind-blowing i think you know this was 650 million dollars not for lithium but for the right to buy lithium yeah uh i guess that just goes to show how valuable a resource it is um but what does what does a deal like that do for the state does this it does this mean that lithium's leaving the state or does is this a, a doubling down on the state of nevada do you think so, so it's a good question, and, I, and in fact, I was asked this question the other day um, as well. Um, we want we want Nevada to have the most benefit from our position in the market as having the only state in the nation that has companies representing each of the seven stages of the lithium supply chain, the only state in the nation that has uh, the only active lithium mining operation in the country, right? And and two more that are on its heels. Um, and and having 20 companies here that are along the, the lithium supply chain and that's not all of the companies right those are just the ones that that are members of our group we think nevada um has an incredible opportunity um to to uh to to lead in this space and and our economic development partners agree with us there um but there's a national interest associated with onshoring this process um, because of uh, because of the market competition with China, um, there is a and so there's a, a national drive to onshore it to the United States. Our our job is to say, and Nevada is the best place for this growth to happen. Um, but you know, other states are are out there. Arkansas uh, just did their uh, just announced that they're doing a um, uh, a lithium summit or lithium conference of some sort um, coming up. This will be their their first one um, later this year. They're very interested because they have the resource there as well. Um, so we would like to keep it here. Although from our from our earliest uh, conversations, um, we know that there there will be regional relationships with Arizona and Utah and California and probably Idaho at some point. 
um, given given sort of the map of the resources in the state of Nevada, um, as, as well as the, uh, um, the, the that'll be a, a those will that'll be a critical position for us. And also, you know, we have twenty private companies, and and these companies are going to expand where it's uh, beneficial for them to expand, whether that's to other states or other parts of the world. Um, and speaking of other parts of the world, when if we can have partnership with countries like South Korea, that are um, that can fill parts of our supply chain in Nevada where we may have gaps, um, then you know I think those are things that we can pursue, and those are discussions we've had. Sure. Yeah, it does make sense to uh, onshore a lot of that stuff, even if it is with companies that are that are foreign. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say the danger is that we tend to run to Asia mm-hmm. and use Asian technology rather than developing, you know, our own technology. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm speaking, as, for, you know, from, <laughs> I'm speaking from the heart here, you know. <laughs> so uh, we are trying to, to deploy American technology and, and it is formidable to compete against a country like China, for example, who have really perfected the art of scale up, mm-hmm. you know, of course, without the constraints of environmental regulations and labor laws and that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. so it's, it's not a fair playing field. And that's why it's so important. I think, I think to support, uh, American innovation and, and, but you know, that's, I guess that's just a larger question. Um, but you're right. I think in general, the opportunity is here and we just need to seize it whenever we can. And we're time limited. Yeah. So we, like we got to get going. Whoever is here, we've got to build roads. We got to build, you know, the infrastructure to to actually make it happen. So yeah, I'm I'm personally uh, excited about the the entire situation, the opportunity. I really appreciate the work that you guys do at at NBC. Um, so let me just ask, what were you doing before when you were working with the state? How does that? How did that translate over to, because to, I assume it wasn't with lithium specifically. Yeah, Jackie, go ahead. Um, so I spent 10 years working for the state in various departments. I had um, the pleasure of working with Caleb when um, we worked for Governor Sandoval, and that's where we met about 10 years ago. So I've known Caleb for a long time. Um, I worked uh, in eight different departments, um, specifically doing budget and management analyst work, um, and uh, just different different roles within the state. Um, and then Caleb started Arctome Strategies, and I felt it was um, time to do, do something a little bit different. So that's when I started with Arctome. So Arctome has a, I mean, I, for me, it sounds like a unique position of a contracted um executive directorship is that is that pretty common in these sorts of setups there are a fair number of trade associations in the state of nevada where they will bring in a government affairs firm like ours mm-hmm. to to run their day-to-day operations i i it's not uncommon and and to be clear we're not we're not contracted yet so okay. uh, i don't okay. want to over i don't want to overstate it uh well, we were having you're a, working like you are we're working <laughs> like we are we're we're uh we're we're very close and we're and I think everybody's uh you know everybody's on the same page but that that conversation happens next week and I don't want to I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> well, well, let's move on then. So 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 um you worked on under Governor Sandoval, which uh obviously great friend of ours. We've had him on the podcast mm-hmm. and and now the the president of of the university. 
what are the associations between NBC and the local universities and, and, and community colleges? Are, is there anything uh, going on there in, in terms of partnerships? Yeah, well, um, I, I, I'm a student there, and I was walking between classes and saw the president earlier today um, before coming on here. So, um, But that's that's an informal association. Mm-hmm. Um, more, more formally, we, we work with um, Western Nevada College, Truckee Meadows, um, uh, University of Nevada, Reno, and um, Nevada State University and, and others will work. Of course, I, I worked with the system of higher education um, before going out on my own as one of the jobs I, I did working for state government. Um, so our where we want to be with with these groups, and there, there are a couple of touch points. So um, University of Nevada's uh, University Center for Economic Development, you said, um, is uh, is pursuing the Tech Hub grant, which I know you're mm-hmm. aware of and familiar with. Um, and they've just done, you know, uh, Fred has just done a, Fred Steinman has just done an incredible job of putting together this application, him and his team, um, by the end of, uh, by the end of February. And, um, so, so we're really excited about that. That could be tens of millions of dollars, um, that would be invested into, um, this, uh, this, this industry here in Northern Nevada. They're also pursuing a uh, National Science Foundation um, grant. Uh, Dr. Gautam, the the Vice President of Research and Innovation, is is pursuing that again, which would bring tens of millions of dollars a year to Northern Nevada. So we're engaged there. Um, we're also engaged with um, uh, Nevada Works, which is the the local workforce development board here, serving 13 counties in Northern Nevada. Um, That's an important part of the infrastructure. Huge well. part yeah. of it, right? And they've. They, they're setting up a, an industry sector council to coordinate the workforce needs of, of what we have. And, and through there, we're working with, um, you know, Truckee Meadows or, or Western Nevada College, having those conversations about what their needs are. Great Basin, because they do so much in mining and the Mining Center of Excellence um, that they're developing. So just uh, really trying to identify the needs of workforce development uh, and find those formal mechanisms that we can plug into, whether it's a grant or a sector council or, um, uh, you know, some other thing that we haven't thought of yet in order to make sure, um, you know, our member organizations, our member companies can say, hey, we need this type of science that, to be taught and it's not being taught or we need these, we need HR people or, or whatever the, the needs are, we can help um, facilitate those. Great. Yeah, well, we, we recruit heavily from the university. Um, so we we expect outside of the Silver Peak mine that's been active for a long time, we expect uh, Ioneer Lithium Americas to start getting lithium out of the ground 27, mm-hmm. 26, 27. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does the NBC look like in 2030? Oh, that's a great question. Um, it's funny. We had a board meeting earlier today and we and and we talked about moving from the first year administrative stage of getting, you know, getting all the I's dotted and T's crossed in the first year um, to really starting to do that visioning of what we're going to look like going forward. Um, You know, I think as an industry, um, we will, we will be a larger industry organization. I think that's fair to say. I think we will have, um, uh, a more significant role in Nevada's economy or, and, and even more important, people will understand the significant role that um, the entire lithium supply chain, whether it's your company or, 
or Lithium Americas or Ione or Albemarle, one of these, uh, any any upstream, midstream or downstream, how significant of a role this plays. Um, and I think that's going to benefit us in terms of advocacy. I think it's going to inter uh, benefit us in terms of recruiting companies, uh, helping our economic uh, development authorities recruit companies. Um, and I think it's going to uh, improve our position with the system of higher education, which is training a lot of the workforce as well. Great. Well, on that note, I think we're going to have to have you back oh. and talk about progress. Okay. Maybe after a year or so. So uh, Caleb Cage and Jackie Perot, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Limitless Energy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on any of your favorite podcast platforms.